is April 3rd. Good morning, San Antonio. Trey Ware, 550 KTSA FM 1071 and the Trey Ware page at KTSA.com with Captain Don Morgan with Jimmy the Hider. That's what we're going to call you from here on out. And right over here is Elaine. Uh, phones are always open at 210-599-5555. And you can also use that number to text. That's uh, 210-599-5555. I just uh, tossed this in here, too. Uh, we have a new uh, voicemail. If you'd like to leave the Pledge of Allegiance, just say, Hey, it's Trey from San Antonio. Here's the pledge. Okay? And the phone number for that is 210-654-5155. We start off today with some awful news. Uh, gosh, I hate doing this on a Monday, but it, it is the news, right? And that's why we're here. Tell you what's going on in your world and then tell you what I think about it. 32 dead after a tornado outbreak in the heartland. 60 tornadoes, 11 states. Such devastation. People in those states are now being told to prepare for more. That it's not even like it's going to end, that it's just a continuation of tornado warnings right now. Hundreds of flights have already been canceled this week. Could affect 50 million Americans before it's all over with. So it's just a horrible story and the amount of people who died. And uh, uh, pe- people were in the uh, Apollo Theater up in in Chicago, not New York, uh, in Chicago. And the, the roof collapsed in, killed somebody. I mean, it's just a horrible thing when you look at the destruction along the way and more of those devastating tornadoes are on the way. Uh, Joe Biden went to Mississippi. They had tornadoes last week, and he went down to Mississippi and a place called Rolling Fork, Rolling Fork, Mississippi. Well, he didn't get that one correct. Uh, at the end of the day, he was feeling a little bit, you know, like Joe Biden, uh, the full-on dementia, and uh, this is how he closed it out. The town of Rolling Stone will be back, and we'll be with you every step of the way. And I, that I, what did I say? I, I didn't, I said, Rolling Fork, Rolling Stone. I got my mind going here. No, you don't. We'll be back. And we'll be with you every step of the way. Okay, that's all. That's, that's, that's good enough. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And the people in the audience are now saying to him, uh, no, it's Rolling Fork, not Rolling Stone. They're now shouting out the real answer, and he's like fumbling through his pages looking for the right answer. No, it's not funny. I don't, I don't know why I'm laughing. It's not funny. You, you know what? This is elder abuse of the worst kind. What were you going to say? Rolling Stone. Let's go to Rolling Stone, Mississippi. You want to? Or they can't get no satisfaction. They can't get any satisfaction, boy. They just want to paint it black. You know what I mean? A little sympathy for the devil down there. We could go on with this forever. All day long. Start me up. Don't start me up because you never know where this is going to end. I could go for some brown sugar. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) I know you could. And I got to tell you something. After this long weekend, I missed you. Angie. Uh, So, yeah. (laughs) Looking at me, calling me Angie. (laughs) You you look a lot like her. Yeah, you know, I get that. I don't know. So the president uh, t- took a trip to Rolling Stone, Mississippi, over the weekend. He's just waiting on a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we could do this for days, right? You could. Right. I mean, it could go on. Hey, time is on your side. It is. It really there. is. Well, listen, guys, now I'm going to put you under my thumb so I can carry on. Uh <laughs> You're welcome. McDonald's has closed all of its U.S. offices and canceled all in-person meetings this week. Big layoffs are coming to McDonald's, and they're going to fire people online. Why? To reduce the risk. Don't anybody go postal. 
It's going to cost taxpayers $10 million for tomorrow's Trump uh, arraignment in New York. Security, obviously the biggest expense. $10 million for the arraignment. What is that going to take? Five seconds? What does it take? They ask him a few questions. How do you plead? Not guilty. Let's take your picture. And I'll turn the picture right over to the Democrats immediately. You know that picture's going to be everywhere tomorrow. You know it. It's not supposed to be, but it will be. And then, of course, the fingerprinting and all that. He allegedly paid Stormy Daniels $130,000 to keep her mouth shut about something she said never happened. That's what you call blackmail at the highest order. But anyway, uh, so they're going to pay $10 million to secure New York, Manhattan tomorrow, so he can come in and have his picture taken for the Democrats. Are the Democrats paying the $10 million? Of course not. The taxpayers are paying the $10 million. Meanwhile, the New York judge up there is looking at having a... um, I guess what you'd call a gag order on uh, on Donald Trump so that he doesn't speak about it. His plans are, after he leaves New York tomorrow morning, fly back to Mar-a-Lago and give a speech tomorrow night from Mar-a-Lago, 7.15-ish, our time is what we hear. But the judge in the case is going to issue a gag order is also what we're hearing. A couple of points about this gag order. First of all, that's election interference because this is something that he wants to talk about in, on his campaign, obviously, that he is being railed and being you know, uh, targeted as a political opponent and so on. And he wants to talk about that on the campaign trail. You can't interfere with an election. And this judge is doing election interference by putting on the gag order. However, the other side to that to keep in mind is this works in his favor. Because every time they try to shut him up, every time they try to go, go after him or whatever... All he's got to do is let people like us talk about this, people like Steve Bannon talk about this, even people in the liberal media talk about it, and it helps him out. Yes, sir. Question. Yeah. Why can't he release a statement before he goes in and gets processed for the... Oh, he can. But, and then the gag but the order... Can, the, ju- the judge can always pull it. I mean, you know, who knows? what? He, but he wants to actually speak. He wants to have his, his picture, the video of it out there, and the judge is going to shut that up. I don't know. We'll, we, we will see. He's, his polls now, I've looked at like four polls this weekend, unbelievable surge for Trump after this indictment. I mean, he's like 30 points above DeSantis and like 15 above Joe Biden. If the election were held today, Donald Trump would be the would be the guy. And I got to tell you something. There are plenty of Democrats, Democrat politicians, Democrat party leaders like at the DNC, and the corporate media, Democrats and the corporate media. They want Trump back in the office. I'm, I'm I'm just telling you this. They never had it so good as to when he was president. The Democrats, the politicians, the party, the DNC, they were fundraising off of him like crazy, man, and the money was flowing in. The corporate media who hates you, who hates you, ABC on our station, CNN out there, NBC, they hate you. They love Donald Trump. Why? Because they made a ton of money. Their ratings were huge under Donald Trump. CNN had to fire all their people because they couldn't afford to keep him after he was gone. Why? Because their ratings went straight in the crapper. That's where their ratings are. That's where they deserve to be. 
But while Donald Trump was in office, they were making money hand over fist. So there are plenty of Democrat politicians and party leaders and corporate media who want him back in office, and they could be working toward that. I've got a question for El Presidente when I come back, and I'll take some of your phone calls at 210-599-55. No, no, really, it's, it's an important question for, the, for Joe. I don't expect an answer, but we're going to ask the question anyway. Coming right back, Trey Ware, KTSA. America's Diamond offers our five years, 60 months. Twitter and online at KTSA.com. Heading on down to Rolling Stone, Mississippi with the president. Hanging out. Let's start me up, baby. Twenty now, KTSA. Good morning, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. You can uh, reach out to me on the phone, or you can text me. Either way is cool. So, rhetorical question for Joe Biden: When you go into Nashville to honor the six who were killed on last Monday's anti-Christian mass murder by a woman identifying as a man, when you go and go, big boy? I mean, you couldn't wait to get to Uvalde, California. Couldn't wait to get to the other places where the mass murders have happened in schools, you always go. And you always stand wherever, like at Uvalde. And you always say, Take the guns away. (laughs) Take the guns away. You always do that. So, when are you going to Nashville, stud? Mm. That's why I called it a rhetorical question, because you and I, you and I both know, that old fart ain't going to go to Nashville. He doesn't care about Christians killed at a Christian school. Nine-year-old little girl trying to save life by pulling, yanking down on a fire alarm. Who, by the way, her number one mission in his life was to treat everybody equally. Whatever background they came from, whoever they were, whatever their skin color was, she would always talk about how everybody needs to be treated equally. But Joe is not going to even go and honor her. Or the, the, the headmaster of the school who, you can't even say that, can you? You can't say headmaster anymore because that's like slavery and all that stuff, like whips and chains. Headmaster. So uh, whoever, you know, the leader of the school, she went to the front door to stop the chick from coming in and killing people because they were Christians, right? But Joe's not going to go. He's not going to go honor Christians. Are you kidding me? especially not against the bravest people that he knows because it was last week after this happened after somebody who said she was trans and there is no such thing anybody who says that they are trans they're not of sound mind it's a it's a psychological issue a psychiatric issue it's not a gender issue gender dysphoria by the way is real but it's a psychiatric issue that needs to be treated with uh, therapy and possibly some medication and maybe even hospitalization But anyway, he said that trans people are the bravest people that he knows. This was after the shooting last Monday. That transgender Americans shape our nation's soul, said the president after the shooting last week. Shape our nation's soul by that week killing Christians while they were going to school? Really? That's shaping our nation's soul, right, Mr. President? Then he issued a proclamation saying that March 31st was Transgender Day of Visibility, and we had that on Friday. And he said MAGA extremists advancing hundreds of hateful and extreme state laws targeting transgender kids and their families. These attacks are un-American, and they must end, he said. 
You know what he didn't say? Not one word about three Christian adults and three Christian children who were killed in cold-blooded murder by a mass murderer, a woman, who said she was a man. He didn't say anything about them. He talked about transgender people last week. He didn't say a word about the six who died. Not one word. Not one. Much less did he say, I'm going to be traveling down there to grieve and mourn with those families. No, he didn't say that. He didn't say a word about the Christians. In fact, in the 3,500-word fact sheet that the White House issued on Friday, not one word about those who were murdered in the school last Monday. In there was plenty about, quote, conservative politicians who were driving transgender youth to kill themselves through suicide. There was lots said about that. And there was lots said about how President Biden is standing up for transgender kids and their families. But not a word about the Christians who were killed. Not one word. Not one word. But the same is true of the corporate media in America who are lapdogs for the fascist president and his gang who are taking over the country. The media. I'm talking about the corporate media. They don't like you. They do not like you at all. They want to bury you. And they're out after you, the corporate media. And they said things like on NBC, fear pervades Tennessee's trans community amid focus on Nashville shooters' gender identity. So what they did last week was the corporate media made it all about the trans community. And they said, oh, no, it's all these Christians now that want to get the trans people. The trans people are living in fear now. Say a word. Not one word about the beautiful people that were killed last Monday. Amazon sent a message out to their LBTTQQIA2CABCDEFG employees and allies. We're expressing support and solidarity with our trans community during this period of apprehension and uncertainty. Did Amazon say anything about showing support for the six who were murdered? No. Mm-mm. Nope, the trans community is all that matters. Nope, we're showing support for them. And right on through the weekend, Joe Biden in the White House just kept pumping out the trans propaganda all weekend long. Not one word about the Christians. Not one word. And by the way, I predicted the manifesto was going to be buried. Have you seen it? Jimmy, you seen it? Don, you seen it? Nobody's seen the manifesto. After all that stuff that they were saying on Thursday and Friday, the manifesto's coming out, I said, no, it's not. Cold day in in Laredo, Texas in August before that happens. Not going to happen. They're not going to release it. Why? Well, first of all, the FBI took it, and the FBI probably, you know, cut out the pieces, you know, destroyed the parts and pieces in there about her wanting to kill Christians. But number two, they're not going to release that. They don't want anybody to believe that the trans community wants to kill Christians. They do, some of them. But the White House did have their White House roundtable affirming transgender kids over the weekend, this weekend. Governor Bill Lee in Tennessee is going to introduce a plan this week to put armed security guards in every Tennessee school. Let's do it, Abbott. Let's do it, Greg Abbott. Let's do it here in Texas. And then, of course, last night, an industry that is based in Nashville, Tennessee, had their music awards, 
and I'm calling it the CMT Drag Queen Hour because that's what it was last night. Yeah, buddy. First of all, none of those people up there are country music musicians. They're not. That's not country music, and they're not country music musicians. But I'm not going to get off on a tangent on that. What I am going to get off on is that last night, a week after a person who was identifying as trans killed Christians because they were Christians, the country music folks celebrated the trans community and drag queens by having them on there dancing and doing their thing and gyrating. Now, look... Don't tell me that they're not trying to normalize this. This is exactly what's going on. Kids watch those award shows. And what they're trying to do is make it all normal. For boys to dress like girls in a really queer way, their word, not mine, and dance around and gyrate like strippers. That's what they're doing. That was nothing more than a stripper. You could have put them on a pole over here. What, what is this place over here called? The, 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 uh, whatever. You could have put them at a pole at one of those places that have been just as, just as at home. And they were on national television last night. A three-day, two-night camp for children to learn the art of drag, quote, and how to develop their own drag persona coming up in Santa Cruz, California this weekend. And the kids are going to stay overnight with the drag queens. But yet, you and I are to believe that there's no move to groom our kids. If you believe that, you're full of crap. They are trying to groom our kids. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Have you considered solar for your home? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. You can call and or text. Good morning and welcome to a brand new month. It's April third. Trayware five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. The Trayware page also at KTSA dot com. Always got some new and cool content up there for you. So tell me, this will be a really interesting test for President Biden, don't you think? I mean, any time there's one of these mass murder situations that happens, immediately he makes plans to fly there, at your expense, by the way, to campaign for himself and for taking your gun rights away from you, right? Every time he came to Uvalde in May, any time something like this happens, he goes, well, this story's a little bit different, though. This is somebody from a community that he supports, remember, he thinks that hospitals should cut the penises off of boys and the breasts off of girls without parental approval. And if you disagree with him, well, you're a senna. <laughs> yeah, we, people used to laugh at folks who used to say that, right? But he says it with all seriousness. You, you're a senna if you don't believe that hospitals should cut the penises off of boys when they're very young, at any age. By the way, his Pentagon says seven years old. Seven years old That's what his Pentagon says. But I'm just curious. You think he's going to get on an airplane and fly to Nashville, Tennessee? Think he's going to fire up Air Force One and fly over to Nashville and say, I stand here in solidarity with the six Christians who died in this Christian school? These three little children, nine years old and three adults? Do you think he's going to do anything to honor them? I mean, he didn't last week. He honored the trans community last week. He made it a big deal to talk about how the trans are the bravest people he knows. 
not first responders who go into burning buildings or cops who are dealing with bad guys that he's letting in the country at the open border. No, he didn't say those are the bravest people he knows. Wake up, America. This guy doesn't like you. (laughs) This guy doesn't like you like Stalin didn't like the Russians, like Hitler didn't like the Germans, like Mao didn't like the Chinese, Joe doesn't like Americans. You're not the bravest people he knows. Some dude that wears lacy panties, paints his eyes green, and wears a dress and a girdle because he got to hold his beer belly in. (laughs) That's who Joe thinks is brave. The bravest people he knows is a dude that wears one of them, what do they call binder to bind his, his package thing down underneath to hide it so there's no bulge those are the bravest people he knows you got to hide the bulge and that's brave man (laughs) Uh, you know i i really do i i just think this is this has got to be we, we have to be nearing the end it has all come full circle, and like the Bible says, and I keep telling you, it's not left and right. It's not Democrat, Republican, or it's heaven and hell fighting each other right now. <laughs> Ephesians 6, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I mean, that's happening here. I'm going through this book right now, Jonathan Kahn, Return of the Gods. It's just amazing stuff, but that's what we're dealing with here. When you when you turn on the Country Music Television Awards... And there's a former stripper called Megan the Stallion that's handing out the Diversity and Inclusion Award to Shania Twain. <laughs> you know hell is visiting planet Earth. When, when, when some other little floozies up there doing her song, and she's got a bunch of drag queens dancing around. Country music television. Waylon Jennings is having a, you know what, another coronary right now hank williams senior is like oh my god what are you people doing to my music (laughs) but that's it that's what they did last night it was a drag show isn't that interesting the week that a transgender person kills christians for nothing more than being christians and the FBI took possession of the manifesto. They're not releasing it. I told you they wouldn't. I told you that last week. They're not going to put that manifesto out. ABC reporting on our own station in the middle of the night. The manifesto soon to be released. Oh, really? How soon is soon? After they've taken a Sharpie to everything? Or maybe never? I predict never. And that's what we're dealing with right now in the United States of America. We're also dealing with another thing. A 25-car train derailed yesterday in Montana. That seems very interesting because Friday I was talking about another train derailment in South Dakota. Thursday I was talking about another train derailment up in Minnesota. There were 1,164 train derailments in 2022. That's an average. We are now averaging three train derailments every day. That's the American average of three train derailments every day. So, um, first of all, 
you still expect us to believe the Democrats, the fascists, they still expect us to believe that this is just common and nobody is screwing around with our rail system in America, right? When Joe has still refused to go to East Palestine, he went down to Rolling Stone, (laughs) Mississippi. Rolling Forks, he called it Rolling Stone. He went there. He's been all over that part of the country. He could have stopped off at East Palestine, Ohio, but he refuses to. We're averaging three train derailments every day in this country. Let me ask you a question. If we ha- if we were averaging three plane crashes a day in America, what do you think the conversation would be about on the corporate Democrat media? You think they might cover three plane crashes every day if three planes were crashing every single day? Do you think they might talk about that? But three trains carrying hazardous cargo all over this country dropping their load down into rivers and streams all over this country, contaminating the water all over this country. We're not going to talk about that. That's not a conversation to be had. ABC hadn't mentioned it yet. CBS hasn't mentioned it. NBC has not talked about it. I guarantee you, I'm, I'm going to guarantee you, you didn't hear about it until I just told you. You didn't hear about it till I just told you. Nobody heard about this 25-car uh, train derailment in Montana yesterday till I just told you. Andrew, go right ahead. You're on KTSA. I just wanted to say I watched these uh, train derailments. I didn't know about the one you just said till now, and... Uh I've watched videos of these trains hitting 18-wheelers with excavators, and they're not getting derailed. I just want to know what's going on with these cars just flying off the track. Yeah, well, in, in some of these instances, at the very least, they're, they're spiking the, the, uh, the, the track. And uh, when they spike the track and they run into the spikes that are in the track, they crash, obviously. You have to have clean track. And, but but nobody wants to investigate that. Nobody wants to take a look at that. If you had, if you had three an average of three airplane crashes a day that were due to somebody screwing around with the airplanes. You think we'd talk about that? Do you think that would be a conversation? Thanks for the call, Andrew. Back in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. This is Mark Sadowski for Mark Sadowski. With Trey Ware, appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Yeah, turn it up, turn it up. Mm. I love this jam. Love it. Mississippi, rolling for Mississippi. <laughs> Wait a minute. You didn't hear this? You didn't hear this. Okay, so uh, Joe Biden goes down to where the tornadoes hit last week in Rolling Fork, Mississippi. Rolling Fork, Mississippi. He's got this giant book laid out because when he doesn't have the huge television in front of him with the giant letters on it for him to read. Oh, no. Do you have one of those big screens? Giant. I'm talking about like almost not a movie screen size, but a giant projection screen is what he reads off of and right directly in front of him. You never see it on the TV because they shoot from the other way. But when he doesn't have that because he's standing in the middle of a field somewhere, they ha- they bring this giant book, and then they can only put one or two words on a page because they have to print them so big for him to see. I mean, gigantic. So they got, you know, and on one page, and he turns the page. 
So he's leaving the other day, and he's he's saying to he's encouraging the people of Grand Fork or Rolling Fork, Mississippi. The town of Rolling Stone will be back, and we'll be with you every step of the way. Yeah. And I, did I what did I say? I I didn't. I said Rolling Fork, Rolling Stone. <laughs> I got my mind going here. Oh God. It's really too bad, isn't it? It's elder abuse, isn't it? And you know, this is why G and all the others are making their move right now. They know this guy doesn't have, well, he's got nothing left. Doesn't have anything left. So let's go through some of the other sound. Cut number two, Marjorie Taylor Greene was on 60 Minutes last night, and she left Leslie Stahl speechless. Now, let me tell you something. Before it even aired last night, the lefties in America were going nuts, man. The Democrat fascists, they were going crazy online that 60 Minutes would even have Marjorie Taylor Greene on. Why? Because you're not. 60 Minutes is not supposed to ever talk to anybody other than their folks. AOC, yes. Chuck Schumer, yes. All those nut jobs, you know. Elizabeth Warren, yes. Joe Biden, yes. Kamala Harris, yes. Marjorie Taylor Greene, no. And boy, did she... Leslie Stahl didn't know how to answer. Listen to this. The Democrats are a party of pedophiles. I would definitely say so. They support... And good morning, San Antonio. Trey Ware, 550 KTSA, FM 1071. And on the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. Lots of content up there for you. Lots of 608 segments here where we have been focusing on Prop A and the destruction that Prop A is going to bring to San Antonio. Well, let me just give you an example. If somebody is assaulted in a domestic assault situation, it's a Class C misdemeanor if the victim did not suffer any lasting harm. But, you know, in domestic violence, there's lasting harm always, right? Because you never get over the fact that the person that you love attacked you, right? And even if you don't have lasting physical ailments out of that, you know, broken arms or whatever, you, you've got emotional scarring that lives with you forever. Well, anyway, that's a misdemeanor that shall be under Prop A, not even cited, not even worried about. Domestic violence. Don't we hear a lot about how there's domestic violence from San Antonio? We want to solve that. I thought the mayor was all about solving domestic problems, domestic violence problems. He's not about that. I'll tell you one more time. The mayor is in this for the mayor, and the mayor is getting out of this what he wants, his political prostitutes that are streetwalkers to knock on doors and say, vote for Ron Nirenberg. That's why he's doing this. He made a promise to Black Lives Matter he would defund the police. He can't defund the police because the business community has stood up and said, you will not defund the police. So he is just disincentivizing the police. He's demoralizing the police so they leave. And I've told you many, many times how many I've been contacted by. They can't speak out. The chief can't speak out. None of them are allowed to talk or else Ron will fire them. But how many have contacted me on the QT and said to me, I've already got my application in. I'm leaving San Antonio. As soon as this thing passes, I'm gone. Adios. Going to Floresville, going to Skeen, going to Garden Ridge, going over here to uh, Live Oak, all these other places around that they're going to go be cops in because they don't, they can't do their job in San Antonio. Prop A passes, completely demoralizes. Now, now that's what Ron promised the BLM that he was going to do: raise his fist, my GD city. I'm going to defund the police. And I had the guy on last week who's the president, Dennis Ferris, the president 
of the Retired Police Officer Association in Austin. He said, don't do this. You're doing the exact same thing we did up here. We don't have any cops left. And so there's nobody to respond to crime in Austin, Texas. And that's coming to San Antonio. That's coming to San Antonio. Well, they've got a, they've got a group now called San Antonio Safe Pack. And they are working on standing up against this. And it's a, a group of business people in San Antonio. And Eddie Alvarete is one of the finest business people that I've ever known, one of the finest San Antonians I've ever known. And he's joining me now on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. And, Eddie, thank you for your time this morning. Absolutely, Trey. Glad to be here. Um, your thoughts, first of all, on Prop A. Well, uh, it reminds me of the old adage, uh, you know, uh, once burned, twice shy. We, we've seen what's happened in Portland. There are no Walmarts left in Portland. Uh, one third of the Walgreens in San Francisco closed because they're tired of theft and the city is not doing anything about it. We've seen Seattle burn. We've seen what's happened in Chicago. And then all, if we don't want to look at any of those examples, all we have to do is look up the road at Austin and see what's happening there. So um, we have plenty of examples that will show us the San Antonio of the future should Proposition A pass, and that's why we're fighting hard to, to oppose it. Well, we need to. Um, as you mentioned, those businesses, I've talked about them at Infinitum on the show over and over again. I've been, I went to San Francisco, I saw the destruction. I went to Seattle, I saw the destruction at a, at a Target in Seattle. And Target, you know, has all the money in the world to be able to have these guys come in. But they got stormtrooper-looking guys in there, dressed to the hilt with all kinds of guns hanging off of them, and canine dogs walking around because they can't do anything about the crime. Guys just come in and steal from them. In other places, other locations, you've got these grocery stores a la an h-e-b kind of thing that now have erected fences inside that you have to once you go inside you're 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 captive in the store until you show your receipt and they open the gate and let you out of the store all this is reality we had the story last week that cracker barrels shut down and pulled out of portland oregon for the exact same reason because those cute little stores they have in the front of the of the restaurant people keep coming in and grabbing nine hundred dollars worth of stuff and walking out for, for for our leadership here to believe that that's not going to happen in San Antonio is just, you know, it's insanity that they would even be pushing such a thing. And the San Antonio business community has got to push back if they want to remain in business in San Antonio. Well, that's exactly why we came together. This is a group of, of not just business leaders, but concerned citizens, private individuals who don't want to live in under that kind of scenario. Um, we've heard restaurants say that they may now have to collect a debit card or credit card from you before they'll even seat you at a table. And this is not just theft of property under $750. It's also theft of services. So if you've ever called an electrician, a plumber, an AC repair technician, or if you've used an auto mechanic, all of them, like a hotel, may have to collect a, or put a temporary hold on your card or collect a deposit of $750 before they perform any work. I think it's a reason why you have people, candidates for city council like uh, Marina Alderete Gavito uh, in District 7, um, and then Mark White in District 10, both of them have announced their opposition to Proposition A, and you're starting to see more and more of this. So we're, we're delighted that people from... Um, from all sides are now starting to wake up 
and understand the consequences of this issue. You know, I uh, have mentioned the uh, taking of the credit card beforehand many, many times because somebody can go in and rack up a $750 dinner bill. Now, that's a heck of a dinner for a couple of people, but they can do it and they can walk out and not be prosecuted. They won't be prosecuted and they're, you know, they, they, in most, most instances, they won't even be cited because there won't be enough cops to respond to come out to a 911 call and and cite somebody for walking the check over at Jim's or or Alamo Cafe or what you know wherever. And so they're going to demand to get your credit card ahead of time and they're going to hold on to your credit card or at least the number so that if you do get up and walk out at least they'll have something to charge you for. What kind of world are we building here in San Antonio? What kind of city are we building here, Eddie? Uh, we're building Austin. And what you've seen in Austin uh, a week or two ago, there was a family of four that was driving that got hit head on by a drunk driver. That's right. Um, it took two hours for the police to show up. That's right. And by the time they showed up, um, they let the drunk driver go. And I'm not sure he's going to be properly. Well, he's, he's sobered because, up. He's sobered up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this is not, and then now we've seen Austin go on bended knee to the governor and lieutenant governor yep. to ask for the Department of Public Safety to help patrol their city because they don't have enough officers. Yeah. Now, here's the reality is we were, police departments across the country were experiencing shortages pre-pandemic. Um, and then post-pandemic, you have these kinds of situations, these kinds of uh, ballot items or city ordinances. Uh, that are just driving to your to the what you mentioned early on that are driving police officers out of our city. We don't need that. We don't want it. It doesn't work. There's proven track records all over the country, and all we have to do is look at those examples and realize that's not the San Antonio that we. Want. Well, I'm I'm a businessman. You and your beautiful wife have been business people here for many many years in our community, leaders in the business community here, and you know as well as anybody else knows that. Um, when you are looking at a city to relocate in or start a business in, one of the first things you look at, in addition to education and the the uh, business pool or, the pool or the employee pool, is how safe is the community? Do they have police officers? Can they pro provide the protection to your business and to your employees? And so why in the world we'd be saying, you know, we're going to tear all that down and risk having 2,600 businesses leave downtown San Antonio when downtown has been a focus for so long. And, and we, see, we don't have to guess at this, Eddie, because 2,600-plus in Portland are leaving right now. They've filed change of address. They're getting out of there as quick as they can. Same thing up in Austin. And can you imagine bringing in some sort of, I don't know, uh, you know, Final Four again or whatever we do in downtown, and there's no businesses down on the Riverwalk because they all had to leave because of the crime? Well, uh, that's exactly right. You know, this city is based on tourism. Uh, so are the tourists going to keep coming here if they know someone can steal a $750 watch off their wrist and not get prosecuted for it? Right. We spend tens of millions of dollars every year flying all over the world, telling people what a great city we are and asking businesses to locate or relocate here in San Antonio. That's right. And if Proposition A passes, it will undercut all of those efforts. What companies are going to want to move here? 
if they know their employees aren't safe or their customers aren't safe. It just makes no sense at all. So SAFE, S-A-F-E, SAFE is the name of the organization, the political PAC, and it's you, you are a co-chair along with April Lancita, is that correct? Uh, that's correct. Yeah. Our website is uh, org. SASafe.org. Now, every business person in San Antonio and the, some of the surrounding area as well, because it will affect those of you in the surrounding area, the ETJ, you need to make sure that you log on to that website and give. Are you accepting donations so that you can push this, or what? how is this working? Uh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, early voting starts in three weeks, and so what we've discovered is that when people start learning more about this, they're more likely to vote no, so it's our job to get our message out, and that's where we need all the help we can get. Well, I've been talking about it every day, every show, every day, throughout the entire show. I've dedicated this 608 segment to it, and it hasn't been easy because I'm getting the, the slap back from the, the powers that be. Um, what are, Do you have events coming up that, that people can attend and go see you guys at, or how is that working? No, uh, we 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 do have an event coming up on Tuesday. It's a it's a fundraiser, uh, you know, where people can come learn more about it, and uh, they can learn more about it on the website at sasafe.org. Sasafe.org. Sasafe. Safe. Sasafe.org. Eddie, thank you so much for your time this morning, and we're going to stay on this. Thank you, Trey. Appreciate you being here. Eddie Alarete joining me here on KTSA. Traffic and Aki weather together next. KTSA. Dependability. It's expected by our customers. Hey. President Biden hanging out in Rolling Stone, Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you didn't. Oh, let's play it for you. He went, to, uh, he went to console the people in uh, Rolling Fork, Mississippi. And it's not like he doesn't have it written out because he's got it on these giant pages in front of him. It looks like construction paper that he's turning the book, you know. And it's written out there for him. And Well, the audio speaks for itself. The town of Rolling Stone will be back. And we'll be with you every step of the way. And I, did I, what did I say? I, I didn't. That's so funny. I said Rolling Fork, Rolling Stone. I got my mind going here. No, you really don't. And everybody's shouting at him. It's Rolling Fork. Hey, you dark. It's Rolling Fork. You dark. <laughs> oh my goodness. Are you shocked? No, of course you're not. You you know, and so do they. I just 2024 is going to be a blast. I'm just really wondering, though, because I'm just curious. You know how I am. I'm just curious about these things. When will Joe Biden go to Nashville to console the families of the six Christians who were killed on last Monday's anti-Christian mass murder by a woman pretending to be a man? You see, he spent the entire week, last week, after the killing of the Christians, for being nothing more than Christians, he spent the entire week honoring transgender people, which is not a real term. It's it's a made-up term. There's You can't trans into any other gender. You are what you are when the sperm met the egg. Yeah, and you can't change any of that. You're not of sound mind if you believe that you can. And the problem is gender dysphoria is a real thing, but it should be treated with therapy, possibly drugs, possibly hospitalization, depending on how bad it is. That's that's what that is. It's 
The problem is you're not of sound mind. And the reality is somebody needs to be honest with you and tell you that. It's, instead of affirming people who are not of sound mind and telling them that they're the bravest people on planet Earth, which is what Joe Biden said last week, not the firefighters that go rescue little babies out of burning buildings. Those aren't the bravest people, nor are the police officers who every day risk their lives so that we have safe communities. Those aren't the bravest people, nor are the military people. Hey, Military City USA, you listening? President doesn't think you're very brave. The bravest people is a guy who straps his business somewhere, hides it, and then puts on a dress puts mascara over his eyes, puts his hair up, grows his hair out, puts it up in a ponytail, and wears a dress and a girdle into work. That's the bravest people he knows. He said that, not me. He said it. And he answers a proclamation, the transgender Americans shape our national soul. And in 3,500 words, not once did he mention Christians or the fact that they were under attack last Monday in Nashville, Tennessee. Nope. That's not what he said. He didn't say anything about the Christians. In fact, in numerous appearances, all he talked about was MAGA extremists who are advancing hundreds of hateful and extreme state laws that target transgender kids and their families. What did he say about the Christians who were mass murdered in the Christian school last Monday? Not one word. Not one word. And nor did he say, I'm going to travel to Nashville to console those people. He came to Uvalde and said, we need to take the guns away. You shouldn't have guns. And he's been, he travels to every one of these situations. Isn't that interesting? But no travel plans. The White House was asked, are you going to make travel plans? you going to Nashville? Radio silence. Over on NBC last week, they said fear pervades Tennessee's trans community amid focus on Nashville shooters' gender identity. See, they flipped it. The, the media flipped it completely upside down and said the trans people are the ones that are being attacked. So did Amazon when they sent out a... Well, they sent out a support and solidarity letter to the trans community yesterday. Not one word, not one word about the Christians who were shot in cold blood. And remember the manifesto? I told you, you're never going to see that manifesto because in that manifesto, unless, of course, the only way you're going to see it, I'll put a caveat, the only way you're going to see it is if the FBI has already just totally screwed it all up, you know, redacted everything or took out parts of it or whatever. But you're never going to see the real thing. And I know everybody was all excited last week. Oh, the manifesto's coming out. I said, no, it's not. It's not going to come out. Because they don't want you to know the real reason why that person did it. That person did it to target specifically Christians. It's a hate crime, a targeting of Christians. It's happening all across this country. This is not left versus right. This is not Democrat versus Republican anymore in America. It's heaven versus hell in, in America. The dark side of the forces that you cannot see, it's very biblical, they realize their time is short. And with their time is short, they're ramping it up. And that's why you see the nonsense like what you saw in the Country Music Television Awards last night, where it's a drag queen show. An industry that's based in Nashville, Tennessee, having their award show and is all drag queen nonsense. Or Build-A-Bear now saying we're going to have a drag queen Build-A-Bear. Or Bud Light having a guy pretending to be a prepubescent little girl sell their Bud Light beer. This is not left and right, folks. This is not Democrat and Republican. This is heaven versus hell. And hell's time is short, and they know it, and they're going crazy right now. It's kind of like when you kick the fire ant hill in your yard, and you see them all run around there all the time. Yeah, that's what's going on right now. You can't see most of it. 
you see the manifestation of it. You see the symptoms of it in people on television last night and a dude that's pretending to be a little girl who's floating in a bathtub drinking Bud Light beer as if that's their customer, right? Yeah, yeah, that's where you see what's going on. That's the physical manifestation of what's happening in the spiritual realm over America right now. All right, I got to tell you about our friends over at River City Oral Surgery. Dr. Mark Abercorn and his team of great folks at River City Oral Surgery take wonderful care of you. If you've even ever considered, just the outside chance, you've considered dental implants, I want you to give them a call or simply go online to rivercityoms.com, rivercityoms.com. That's where you're going to learn their prices. That's where you'll learn about the practice. That's where you'll learn about the specifics concerning how to do dental implants implants and of course dr habercorn is a medical doctor he is a, 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 a an oral and, and facial doctor as well so he understands all of that he does a great job of getting those put in for you and a, just a beautiful beautiful smile is what you're going to have with little to no maintenance for the rest of your life doesn't that sound a whole lot better than drill and cap and root canal and more and on and on and on you say goodbye to all that tooth pain by getting in touch with dr habercorn at river city oral surgery RiverCityOMS.com. Upgrade your home comfort with a carrier air conditioner. KTSA. Trayware 550 KTSA FM 107.1. The Trayware page, KTSA.com. 210-599-5555. That's on the phone and also by text, 210-599-5555. Trump is going to fly into New York today. He says sometime, you know, in the noon hour or something like that, probably going to fly in and be there overnight, Trump Tower, and then go on down and do the arraignment uh, gig tomorrow, which is pretty interesting because this thing happened in uh, 2018. And in 2018, Stormy Daniels says it never happened, right? So I don't I don't know how you come back later and what I what I would term blackmail. That's just my own word for it because it happens all the time with rich people, and I always call it blackmail. You know, anytime somebody says, "I'll keep my mouth shut if you just give me a bunch of money," that's to me that's blackmail. Now I guess the definition of law might be a little bit different. I don't know, but to me that's blackmail. You say, "Hey, I'll do this if you pay me," or I'll, "I won't do this if you pay me." That's that's just blackmailing somebody. But anyway, she said it never happened. Right? The Federal Election Commission looked at the hundred and thirty thousand dollar payment to her that was made by his fixer, Trump's fixer, Michael Cohen, who was an avowed liar, and you know ended up in prison for that. And said, I will say anything and do anything to get out of prison. So, you know, uh, perjury's not beyond him or beneath him by any stretch of the imagination, whatever. So, apparently, he paid Stormy Daniels, the porn, whatever you call this person, porn person, $130,000 to, you know, go away. Just go away, which happens every day with rich people i can't tell you how many rich people do this all the time just to make it go away just go away what, what's it going to take to keep you shut you know what happens you know what this is this is kind of like the people that are constantly threatening or are filing lawsuits against major corporations around this country and they just pay them just say go 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 by how much is it going to take just to have you go away that's basically what happened here and now the FEC looked at it, Federal Elections Commission, and they said there's nothing here. There's no there there. This very DA looked at it, this Alvin Bragg cat. He looked at it and said there's no there there. There's nothing to talk about here. There's a, but but he made a promise to George Soros that he was going to hang Donald Trump, whatever it took. Now, this is good for Trump. And by the way, 
just a side note to all this. There's a lot of Democrats, a lot of Democrat politicians, a lot of Democrats at the DNC, a lot of Democrats in the corporate media that want Trump back in office. They never had it so good. The politicians fundraised off of everything that Trump did and said. The people in the media like CNN and ABC, the abomination that they are, the abomination network, ABC, uh, they, they, of course, you know, made tons of money off of Trump because their ratings were high every time they took a shot at him. And so they really want him back. They really want Donald Trump back in the office. And they'll do anything to get him back. So you've got, you know, push me, pull me that's going on right now on their side. Donald Trump wants to speak about this back in Mar-a-Lago tomorrow night. I think it's around 7.15 our time. But the word is the judge in this case is going to enter a gag order where he won't be able to talk about it. Now, there's two sides to that. One side is very clear it helps Donald Trump. All this stuff, all this stuff is helping him. His numbers over the weekend, his polls shot up to incredible Incredible heights over the weekend. So it all helps him. But the second thing is, is the judge participating in election interference? I would say, of course he is. Of course he is. Because Donald Trump wants to talk about this, and it's part of his campaign. Part of the reality of what we're dealing with in America today is a fascist government headed up by the people of Joe Biden and uh, attacking their political opponents and arresting their political opponents so that they have a mugshot of their political opponent and the fingerprints of their political opponent. That's all this is, by the way. There's nothing here. There's been no crime that's been committed. The DA, the previous DA's office there in New York said there was no crime committed. The Federal Election Commission said there was no crime committed. There was no crime. And get this, the people that really ought to be upset about this, but they're not, are New Yorkers and the rest of us. You know why? Because New York has been preparing for the arraignment tomorrow by putting up barricades, bringing in extra cops, doing all these things, helicopters in the sky. Do you know what it's costing them? It's costing taxpayers, both federal and local taxpayers, 10 million dollars for what 10 minutes tomorrow the whole process takes about 10 minutes that's a million dollars a minute 10 million dollars for all the stuff they're doing for this tomorrow it's something that is not a crime and even if it were you're talking one hundred thirty thousand dollars and 10 million dollars in protection and security tomorrow now, in whose world, other than a deranged, Democrat, fascist mind, does that make any sense? It doesn't make any sense at all. But this is it. The taxpayers are paying for Get this. This is nothing more than when you look at what's happening with Donald Trump right now, this is nothing more than a campaign move by the Democrat fascists in America. And by the way, they're one and the same. If you're a Democrat, you're a fascist. If you support what the Democrats are doing, you're a fascist. And so um, this is a campaign move on their behalf. And the taxpayers get to pay, you and me and the people of New York get to pay to uh, fund 
the Democrat campaign move against Donald Trump. You are contributing to the Democrat campaign against Donald Trump for this prosecution, for the security measures, and everything else. And yet, people just go on about their merry way and their merry lives. They don't even think about that part. I bet you didn't think about that until I just brought it up. That here we sit with the Democrat National Committee relying on you to pay for their television commercials because there's going to be television commercials and online commercials and everything else showing Donald Trump with his uh, face up against the wall. I don't know if he's going to be holding one of those little slats with the number on it. I have no idea what that's going to look like. His his attorney said, we don't know what it's going to look like either. But there will be a mugshot taken. There always is. There will be fingerprints that are going to be taken. There always are. And the Democrat National Committee will receive it five minutes after that mugshot is taken. They'll get it five minutes after that. The Biden fascist people, the Democrat fascists, they'll get it five minutes after the picture is taken, and they're going to plaster it all over everywhere until Election Day 2024. And you're paying for it. You and the people of New York and Manhattan and all over paying for the Democrat National Committee to be able to run a campaign against Donald Trump. That's all that's happening here. You ought to be fired up and riled up about that. You ought to be royally pissed off about that. Because there's no way that I want to pay for anything that's going to help Democrats further destroy this country. How about you? 210-599-5555. Apple Pest Control, number one, when it comes to getting rid of bugs around your home. If it bugs you, it bugs Apple. And Apple Pest Control right now can send a technician, a highly qualified and trained technician to your home to handle all of your pest control issues. And that does include rodents that like to get up inside the attic, start to eat away at wiring, get down in all that insulation you have up there and all the mess that they can create and the trouble that they can cause. Apple Pest Control will get rid of the rodents, the bugs, the fleas. Boy, we got a big flea problem in San Antonio right now. Termites, which is a problem year-round. And by the way, if you're looking for a job, maybe a side job, maybe a full-time gig, I want you to get in touch with Apple Pest Control, too, because they're hiring technicians, and you don't need to have any pre- previous experience or knowledge about the pest control business. Stan Goodson's been at this since 1984 with his family-run operation, and uh, and they will uh, absolutely teach you everything that you need to know. That's Apple Pest Control, an equal opportunity employer. 210-695-8946. Garage clutter got you down? Garageization will help us. With Trey Ware, appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Yeah. By the way, 651, Trey Ware, KTSA. The pledge number, that was right off of our voicemail now, our new voicemail hookup for the pledge to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Just call 210-654-5155. 210-654-5155. Hi, I'm Joan. This is the pledge. Whatever. However you want to say it. Thank you very much for doing that. So early this morning, business leader Eddie Adarete was on with me. I've been every show. I've been talking a lot about Prop A. And I've been leaning on the business community to fight back against this because it's going to affect the business community more than anybody else. It's going to chase a lot of business out of San Antonio if this becomes a reality. Because business won't be able to afford doing business here, nor will they have any clients to go do business with. And so Eddie Alderete, April Ancira, Jimmy Haslocker, and several others, they have come up with this group called San Ante- SA Safe. 
sasafe.org, sanantoniosafe.org, or sasafe.org, sanantoniosafe.org. And what is Prop A all about and what's it going to do in practical terms around San Antonio and how it's going to destroy our lives in San Antonio. And that's not hyperbole, folks. That is not stretching the truth. That's not jumping on, uh, jumping a shark. That is absolutely the truth of what it's going to do here, and we don't have to guess. We see it in Austin. I had Dennis Ferris on last week, the president of the, Senate, of the uh, Austin Retired Police Officers Association, and police leave. I've been contacted by numbers of police. They can't talk publicly. The chief can't talk publicly. Ron will fire them all. The mayor will. He'll get with Eric and, you know, get them, Eric Walsh, get them all chased out of town. But they're going to leave anyway. I'm contacted by cops every day who have already put in their notice or they have already put in their application at police uh, agencies around the area. They're going to leave. And San Antonio is going to be a far less safe place because of it. Because Ron Nirenberg, number one, he made a promise to BLM he would get rid of cops in San Antonio, this fist in the air, showing solidarity with BLM. And number two, this is self-serving for him. Last time he ran up against Brockhouse, he had to rely on TOPS, Texas Organizing Project, to walk the streets for him. And, uh, and knock on doors. Well, this time he's going to rely on these people as political prostitute streetwalkers to go knock on the door for him. Vote for Ron Nirenberg. Meanwhile, the city's going to go to hell. And we're going to have a mess in the streets, and we're going to have business that's going to leave. SanAntonioSafe.org. I'm there right now. Check it out. Now, let's talk about the markets and money and business. Carl uh, Eggers from CreatingRicherLives.com is now joining me on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Happy Monday to you, Carl. Howdy, Trey. How are you? I'm doing very, very well. What's going on with business today? Well, we have this interesting situation where the, um, you know, we've all heard about the Fed's balance sheet, just like our listeners' balance sheet, right? Your assets minus your liabilities. And with this banking crisis, the Fed's balance sheet was shrinking, which was a good thing the last, you know, year, year and a half. Well, now it's ballooning up again because they're taking on this collateral for these banks we have obviously a lot of money leaving banks and going into other money market instruments and treasury bills and things like that. So the Federal Reserve is ballooning up their balance sheet once again, and the stock market's reacting favorably, which sounds like a good thing. But I think that's um, I think we should be a little concerned because there's still some issues going on with the economy slowing, potential recession, all those different things. So for investors, I would be a little careful. I think you know this really looks like kind of 2021, you have about, I think it's about seven tech stocks that are really leading the way, the the usual suspects, and the rest of the market is not participating in that. So when you have that concentrated of a stock market, it basically tells you that stock market's not as healthy as it it looks under the surface. In other words, when we see the Dow Jones or the NASDAQ or things on the news and it says it's up this much, it's really concentrated in just a handful of stocks that are well. That are doing yes, of course, that's absolutely right. And I'm I'm very concerned again. Uh, mentioned this over and over again, and I hear your commercials talking about it. The ESG investing, the uh, yeah. Republicans came up with a plan to get rid of that. And if actually, it's kind of bipartisan. There were Democrats that signed off on it as well, and they sent the bill to the president. He happily, boastfully, uh, vetoed it and said, "No, we want your in your retirement money. We want them going to windmill companies and solar companies. All these companies that are failing." and not performing he is absolutely demanding by his veto that 
my retirement money go to companies that I don't want it to go to. I don't want I don't want to invest in all this green energy crap. That's not where I want my money to go, but I don't have a choice because I got a fascist president. Sorry, I didn't mean to like you know uh, put put you in all that in a poli- uh, political uh, po- politics mode. But that's how I feel about it. And 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 he is forcing money in the ESG market now. Retirement well, people, money. I, I got pulled aside yesterday at church from a from a fellow KTSA listener, and he's like, "Carl, is this? Are we going to be forced yes. with everything we do to be an ESG investment?" I said, "Well, that's that's the path they want you on." Yes. The fortunate thing is. What we saw the last year in the performance of those companies was so awful, it woke people up to say, this thing's kind of a sham. And I think people are awake to that. So we still have a battle going on, but I feel like the momentum is, is definitely not the same as it was a year ago because of the performance. Of these but it's companies. not, like, not going to matter when he, when he makes it the law and he demands it, you know, which is exactly what he's doing. I mean, announced over the weekend he's going to get rid of all incandescent light bulbs. And there'll be no more of that. And he's just doing all this stuff by fiat. He's just signing this at his desk. There's no input from Congress, which means the American people are being left out on these decisions, whether it's your refrigerator or the stove that you cook on or the car that you drive or where your retirement funds go to. He's just running this country as a dictator. Well, look at the big bad energy companies that that are deemed to be, they wave their fingers, say these are bad companies. We have oil going going back up again. It was at sixty five. It's going to be pushing eighty five. Well, hey, get ready because Saudi Arabia announced yesterday right. they're getting together with OPEC and they're going to cut five hundred thousand exactly barrels right. off the market until the end of twenty twenty three, causing our prices to go up again. And we'll be paying Putin for his war. Carl, I got to go, but man, we could do this all day. I appreciate your time, Carl Eggers, CreatingRicherLives.com. Where in Rima coming up next? KTSa. Discover the difference that Jesus Christ can.